Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody, and welcome to All The Small Games, a podcast that's all about indie games. My name is Andrew Levins. I am Jonathan Valenzuela. I'm leaving you a pause to say something profound, John, and you're oh, not, no, not using I've, this pause. I've learned my lesson. I screw this up every time. <laughs> I told you I was going to leave you a pause. You are, the, you are the intro master. My job okay. is to say my name and that's it. <laughs> um, what about all those weeks where you didn't just say your name? Oh, they, they, all, they all went horribly. It was crash and burn every time. Um, so yeah, this is All The Small Games. We are a podcast all about indie games. And uh, after having a lot of very focused episodes um, so far this year, we are going to have an all over the place episode. We've got some news and we have uh, some small reviews of some small games. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of smaller arcade experiences. Um, and John has been uh, dipping his toes into some fun ones. Do you want to go through what you've got, John? Coming yes, up on the show. so uh, this week I'm going to be talking about Minute Funracer, the uh, the new one released by the Minute team um, that is similar and yet very different to what they did before. And also uh, I'm going to be talking about Station Manager, one of the uh, one of the games from the kooky Japanese developer Kairosoft's lineup. Oh, what good! About, I like that, what Dev. About, what about yourself, Levens? Um, I have three, yeah, like I said, like arcade games. And I don't mean Apple Arcade. I mean, like, you know, these are the kind of games that were this 1991. You would be playing at the bowling alley, uh, losing $1 at a time. I actually, we got so ripped off in Australia because in America, it's like a quarter to yeah. play. It's 25 cents, which I know is like at on its, on its worst day ever. It's worth about 90, sorry, like 40 of our cents. But still, like having to part with a dollar to play a, uh, a bullshit arcade game, most of which kicked you out after... Like, have you been in a time zone in the last, uh, in the last few years? Not, is, not very recently, but I know what you're talking about. Like, It's like two bucks to play an arcade game and yeah. you get 90 seconds in it. Anyway, that's why I get my arcade experiences at home, guys, on my home console. Uh, I've been playing a few uh, stellar to mediocre uh, arcade <laughs> games and I want to go through them today. There's three of them I want to talk to you about. One of them is called uh, Taxi Chaos. The other one is called Paco Caravan. And before you think, oh, there's a vehicular theme to these games, incorrect because the final game is called Puss with an exclamation mark. 
And how again, many S's? It's about cats. Uh, actually, just two, two S's. Oh, I really? had a few okay. S's when I told John it was, yeah. So, yeah, Paco Caravan, Taxi Chaos, and Puss. If you could just off the back of uh, um, my intro to them, could you guess like my ranking of the three of them? Um, I think Paco Caravan is going to be one of the stellar ones. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I've played the first two of those games. And I know that the, the Paco dev guys generally do a pretty good job. Uh, I think the, what was the first one you said? Uh, Taxi Chaos, the um, spiritual like, successor to, uh, to Crazy Taxi on the Sacred Dreamca- Dreamcast. Ooh, okay. I'm going to say Puss is the bottom one. Okay. Well, you're going to find out my official ranking after we do some news because there has been a couple of uh, very fun uh, tidbits of uh, indie game news uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, there have been uh, two big showcases from Nintendo um, and, uh, and PlayStation, and each of them had a game within all of the big announcements. That was a smaller game that I'm very interested in. Uh, the Nintendo Direct that show- came out a while ago was abysmal, I think. Um, we tore it apart in last week's Hey Fam. But there were a few moments of brightness in amongst all the dreck. Uh, it was like 50 minutes of uh, like some okay first-party announcements, but nothing earth-shattering. Like There was a port of what I think is the worst Zelda game announced. Um, a lot of ports, actually. Um, there was like a you know a teaser for a fucking Star Wars game made by Zynga. Uh, oh, which God. <laughs> yeah. And it's coming to like mobile and and Nintendo and Switch. So, but it's like, it's kind of like, it, it was just a, a, a direct full of announcements that I was like, you could just tweet this. You don't need to get people's excitement levels up by including this in a big, your first direct in, in like over, over almost two years, you know? Um, but within all the direct, there was uh, a little indie game announced. Uh, although it looks like to be on the, on the big side in terms of indie games. Um, it's a game called Neon White. Ooh, and, yeah. Uh, this is like a first person action uh, like shooter, shooter, but it involves cards. Um, you're, you, it's set in heaven, and you and you basically are like shooting through the clouds, uh, exterminating demons. Your your name is White. You're an assassin, handpicked from hell to compete with other demon slayers for a chance to live permanently in heaven. And um, apparently, all the demons that you're fighting, you may have a connection to them in your past life. Ooh. But you, you you basically uh, you kill demons by you collecting soul cards. And uh, you can attack them or discard them to use either. I think you can attack or discard. And discard is like a movement ability. And attack is like obviously an attack ability. Um, and so you're basically like combining different cards and discarding or using them uh, to like, you know, move your way through this level and, and take out as many other assassins as you can. Um, it looked amazing. I was like, I'm, I'm in anyway. It's been published by Annapurna, of course, who have done many of our favorite published games um, in the indie sphere over the last few years. But then after, I mean, they should have led with this, um, even though it looks nothing like the game he's most famous for. This is uh, a game developed by Ben Esposito, who is best known for the, uh, the game Donut County. Yeah, it was, it was wild when I saw it. I was like, this is, what a crazy direction for him to go in post Donut County. Um, I gotta say the art, I find the art very reminiscent of, um, oh man, my brain is just not working today. What Paradise Killer? The, uh, okay, the cool. First person a game detect- I really need to play. Yeah, first person detective game I played last year. Like very much, the character art is certainly similar to to Paradise Killer, and it does have that kind of maybe not as vapor wavy, but sort of very surreal environments that you're moving through. Sure. I think I'm 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 fascinated. To me, it's like 
you know, you know, I mean, referencing Kyrosoft again, you know, game dev story where you like, yep. you put together two weird game genres and somehow you come up with something like it just mm-hmm. feels like that to me. Like, how do you how do you marry a first person shooter and a card like a card collectible game? I, I cannot wait to find out. This is um, this is this is one I'm going to follow very closely until it, until yeah. it is released. This and Wario in a golf outfit were the highlights of the Nintendo Direct for me. <laughs> nice. What about um, the P? What about PS? So they had. Um, I mean, and that's the thing. I got my hopes up for the for the Nintendo Direct because I'm an idiot. Um, and so when the state of play came, uh, that happened uh, last week. Um, I was like, oh, you know, temper your expectations. But it is PlayStation. Like they've probably got heaps of stuff coming out this year. This could be fun. Um, and that was pretty slim pickings too. Uh, but one of the few brand new games they announced um, was a game called Sifu, or Sifu, um, which is definitely on, again on the on the bigger side of indie games as well. Um, it's it's made by a team called um, Slowclap, S L O C L A P, um, and they are best known for the game Absolver, which I've never played. Have you ever played it? No, I haven't. I know of um, it though, but I've no, I've never I've never dived in on it. So I believe they are a French-based studio, France-based uh, studio. Oui, oui. Thank you so much. Located um, and on yet, Paris. Here they are making a game about Japanese people. Oh, boy. <laughs> Taking from their rich French history. Um, this is uh, basically, yeah, I mean, the, the tag of this is, is one life enough to have Kung Fu. Um, and it's uh, <laughs> basically another, another game where you are hunting um, assassins. But these are people that have already been successful in their assassinations because they killed your family, and so you are taking down assassins through the hidden corners of your city. Um, it looks it looks fun. I mean, uh, you can you know, it's basically like a, a whole bunch of fun fights, and you can you yeah, can it's like a pick third, third person beat 'em up essentially. And there was a very prominent fight um, uh, set in a hallway, which is like a, I think you know a, a, a trope that we see in a lot of uh, movies and TV shows. I remember Daredevil and um, what's that awesome movie? Old Boy. Think, yeah, that's right. Big um, old nod to Old Boy. Yeah, so I, I, feel, but I feel like I've, I've had very few uh, video game brawl fights in a 3D hallway space. So I can't wait for that hallway, you know? Um, so that's Sifu and, um, and Neon White. I know Neon White is coming out in uh, America's winter 2021. So I guess at the end of the year, November, December. <laughs> That's a weirdly, it's a weirdly epic way of putting America's winter. Yeah, it's always winter in America in 2021. Yeah. Am I right, John? <laughs> you are. Um, uh, but let's let's look at. You got any other in the distance news? Well, no, no, because we went, we got to go a bit sooner because well, I keep it in the PlayStation realm because um, I'm a PlayStation Plus member. Every month they give away a couple of free games, uh, and last year it was a lot of stinkers, a lot of games I never played. Um, but this year's the last like since the PS5 came out, they've been giving out like there was obviously Bug Snacks um, when the PS5 launched. Um, I got Shark Game, uh, Manhunter. What's it called? Is that what? Man Eater. Loved that game. Loved it so much. I always forget his name when I bring it up. Sure. Um, and uh, a game that you've been um, looking forward to for a while was announced as the um, the game for March. One of the games for March, alongside Final Fantasy VII and a couple of PS4 games, is uh, Maquette. Yes. Uh, which is a uh, like a first-person puzzle game that kind of plays with with um, size and space, I think. So it's almost like 
In each environment, you have a miniature of that environment that you can use to manipulate the larger environment. Mm -hmm. Really, really kind of amazing looking art style to it. Uh, I'm, I've been looking forward to this one. I'll be like, this is one of those ones that, that, that like over the last year, PS snapped up a lot of really cool looking indies as exclusives, console exclusives. So like, this is one of them stray, which is the game. You won't be able to play them. I'm going to be playing on uh, PC. Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so Stray is another one, the game where you play as like a cat in a kind of cyberpunkish city. Yeah, looking forward to that. Which will probably be a lot better than Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed that it's coming out on, on PS Plus, like pretty much Damn, on yeah. release. Well, if, if anything, it's, it's, it comes out a day before. Because if uh, <laughs> we typically get... I mean, actually, no, I, I guess, yeah, it could be out today if I check my PlayStation. But yeah. it's officially out tom- um, tomorrow, the 2nd of March. Yeah, it's, um, it's wild to me. That's like, that's some Game Pass stuff. Like a totally, yeah, for sure. a totally new game coming free to, to subscribers straight off the bat. Wild to see. Interesting move from PlayStation, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, you- it's good for me to, set, to have like a bunch of like, you know, pretty, pretty uh, high caliber indie games coming, coming out as a PS Plus exclusive. That's cool. That's cool. Did you wind up getting Control when it was PS Plus? I've got it. I haven't played it yet. All right, cool. Just making sure you got it. Yeah, don't worry, I got it. I'm very interested to hear uh, the voices of Bryce Dallas Howard and Seth Gable in Maquette. Yes. Wonder, wonder what they, what purpose. I've. It's got to be some kind of narrator deal, I reckon, because yeah, I all so. the yeah. all the stuff I've seen, there's no characters in there anywhere. It must be like they must be doing British accents, like every three uh, day three D puzzle game has. And, uh, and speaking of, of stuff coming out this week, uh, I'm very much looking forward to Thursday when Loop Hero, the, uh, the new game from Devolver, published by Devolver Digital, comes out. You um, reviewed the demo a couple of weeks ago. I reviewed the it. demo. I'm, I'm very... So it's developed by Four Quarters. Uh, I am very much looking forward to actually being able to talk about it properly on our next episode. Uh, I was I was very lucky that Devolver um, sent me through a code for review, and I've been going absolutely ham on it over the last couple of days. Uh, cannot wait to talk about it properly. Cannot talk about yeah. it now, lest lest I lest I anger the god of embargoes. Embargoni. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Um, so let's get into the games, the reviews of games that we can talk about, um, because there are a lot of them that we've been playing in the last couple of weeks. Um, I, uh, I have, I've been powering through, um, Monster Boy and the Cursed, what the fuck is it called? Monster Boy Cursed and the Kingdom. Cursed Kingdom. Um, loving it. Um, just, uh, just an excellently made, uh, 
uh, Metroidvania game. And uh, you know, what's the best thing to do when you're when you're halfway through a Metroidvania game is start a couple more. Right. Uh, because uh, I'll, I'll in in a few weeks I'll be giving my uh, my proper thoughts on a. Uh, Game that kind of took me by surprise. It's, it came out on, on PC in 2019, mm-hmm. just got ported to the Switch a couple of weeks ago. It's called Cathedral. Okay. And uh, this is a game that was developed by a team called December Born AB. I think it's one dude, uh, published by Elden Pixels. And now if you look at the trailer, it doesn't really do it justice. It looks very reminiscent of like Shovel Knight graphics, but it's a Metroidvania game. Um, and you are just essentially like a pretty like generic knight um, with a sword and a shield. And uh, you wake up in a in a you know haunted castle, and you get given a mission, and your your mission is to find a way out of here, and so that's what you do. Um, and you're basically fighting your way through um, a castle filled with monsters and all kinds of ghoulies. Uh, feel it's funny I, I, the Ghouls and Goblins uh, remake or Ghosts and Goblins remake came out this week, and there are moments that remind me of that, you know, zombies in a graveyard and things like that. But I feel like this is a lot less punishingly hard. Um, this game like won me over within minutes. Wow! I'm okay. very used to uh, to Metroidvania games, especially like kind of retro feeling ones. This is absolutely like a you know semi eight bit kind of uh, kind of game. Um, I was expecting it to kind of be quite slow to, to on the on the upkeep, but uh, man, it just throws things at you like you know, and 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 it isn't crushingly difficult. Um, it's just like you, 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 there's, there's like a few like fun little puzzles to solve and like waves and waves of enemies, but they're relatively easy to kill. Um, it wasn't that like steep learning curve that I was expecting. Um, so yeah, if, look, if this game has missed, missed uh, not, not shut up on your radar or you saw the, saw the trailer and thought that doesn't look that great, uh, give this game a shot. Cathedral, I'll definitely be pouring a lot of time into it over the next few weeks and I'll give it more, more of a review to it soon. My plan was to review it and a game from last year called Hours Legacy, the sequel to Hours Awakening, another Metroidvania, uh, because I was like, these are these both look like Metroidvania games that I, you know, should give like an hour or two and see if you know they're worth other people playing. But um, Hours Le- uh, Legacy is gonna have to wait because I think Cathedral has got me by the horns, and oh, uh, I'm uh, I'm definitely gonna be reading uh, playing this one. It's taking um, you to church. But yeah, so Metroidvania games like very famous for being extremely long in uh, in the tooth. Uh, I, th- I think Cathedral like is definitely going to break the like twenty to thirty hour mark. Um, so uh, I had I had a had a train ride yesterday, and uh, I've picked up a couple of arcade titles that I want to talk about. So I'm going to talk about one of them. Then John's going to talk about one of the games that he's been playing. Then I'll talk about etc. You know how this works. Yeah. Um, I want to start with. Um, the Paco series, a, okay. a series that I've never, I've never heard of before, but I saw this game was coming to the Switch soon. It's called pa- Paco Caravan. It, uh, it releases tomorrow on the Switch. It's been out on iOS uh, for a while so far. Um, and it is a game in which you play as uh, like a vehicle, basically, and you're driving through this, like it's isometric and there's like, a, you start out like just driving through a car park with a lot of parked cars and trees around you. And you pick up these uh, basically power-ups. They're like spinning cars and there's a number counting down on it from nine to one. And depending on the num- what the number flashes when you, when you pick up the power-up, you grow. Like you're, basically you get a bunch of, of cars that grow behind you. Um, that, that, that's you know, the same number as what you just picked up. So if you pick up nine, you get an additional nine carriages behind you. And so essentially it is like snake, but you're driving in this big, beautiful, colorful environment. Um, and the aim of the game is to just basically grow as long as you possibly can before you crash into something or yourself. 
um, and there's all kinds of objectives. There's like, I think you can get 10 stars per level. And as you unlock, as you get more stars, you unlock more levels. So there's always something new to do if you get stuck trying to fulfill one objective. Um, each new level is a different vehicle. Um, and some vehicles can jump. Um, one of them is a tractor and you have to like mow grass basically. And one of the objectives is to mow all the grass while also avoiding crashing into yourself and things. Um, and it is like on one hand, very casual. Like when you pick it up, you just understand what you're doing immediately. It's colorful, it's fun, it has nice music and the objectives are really clear. But there's such a depth to it that I can see, John, you getting absolutely hooked on this game if you gave it a okay. shot. Okay, interesting, interesting. So this is a game that has been um, uh, made by, I think I think they just called Paco, right? Maybe, yeah. Um, Tree Men Games, sorry, Tree Men Games, and um, it's apparently it's a mix of, of elements of all the other Paco. And when I say Paco, it's P A K O, um, Paco Games. Uh, again, this game is available on on phones already. Um, I imagine a great deal cheaper than what I paid for it on um, on Switch, but. Um, Sorry, I got a code for this. What, what, what someone else would pay for this on Switch. Um, and, uh, but like I can see this game just being one of those ones that you keep in rotation as a time killer or as like a, a palate cleanser. John, you've played the other Paco games before, right? Yes, I have. I've played one and two. They're kind of like they're car chase simulators, essentially. Similar kind of to what you, you describe in terms of gameplay mechanics, which is isometric. You are driving a car. I think Paco, Paco 2 is maybe a lot more focused on car chases. This is, I played them a while ago, but it's sort of like in 2 you'd go and get a job and then you're a getaway driver essentially, so you'd be immediately on the run from the police and it's like can you kind of outrun them to the point and get to a point on the map that you need to get to, at which point you kind of you earn money and start again, get another job, go for another chase. Uh, you, the money you earn allows you to kind of purchase new cars. I can't remember if there were benefits. I think there might have been benefits to the new cars. It wasn't just primarily cosmetic. But yeah, like like you said, it was the sort of game that I, I had on my phone for a while. And if ever I was just had five minutes to burn, I might fire up Paco and, and go for a bit of a drive, see how I do. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think you would absolutely adore this man. Um it's, uh, I can look it up how much it is on, on the Switch, but um, yeah, on, on iOS, all the Switch is definitely a great place to play this game, Paco Caravan. One of, one of, one of the greats. So was, this, was I right? Was this the stellar one? Uh, John, I'm not going to reveal that until the end of the season. God damn it. <laughs> what if all people right. just stop listening, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, uh, all right, well, let's, uh, let, let me kick in on one of mine. Let me keep the driving theme going. Uh, with Minute Fun Racer. So Minute Fun Racer was a game that was uh, essentially, I guess, shadow dropped. I mean, it wasn't part of a, a, a like um, a director or anything like that. But they just, all of a sudden, they were like, hey, we've got this new game out, Minute Fun Racer, go for it. Uh, so it's a side-scrolling racing game. It's essentially, I guess, set in the Minute universe, or at least very heavily embedded in the Minute, um, you know, the previous Minute game itself. Exactly the same art style, that black and white kind of very crunchy pixel sort of vibe. Um, there's there's no story that I've found so far, at least. It's not like... I mean, there was minimal story in the original minute anyway, but you still had that sense of, like, exploration that kept you going forward. This is just you're, you're racing left to right. 
like minute, you have a very limited amount of time in which to race. You start with I think ten seconds, uh, but every you can you can buy a power up where every time you pick up a coin, you get a second added, which helps you drive further and further. Um, and I've I've made it to the second environment so far, which is the desert. I know you can do a full kind of lap, um, but obviously haven't haven't made it that far th thus far. Uh, there's again, there's like a ton of um, there's a ton of goals in the game to keep you going forward, like to to keep giving you that sense of progress, as well as a shop where you can buy uh, power ups for your 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 ride and yourself, so you can buy like. A helmet which helps you survive a crash or you know if you run into a trash can it gives you a turbo boost that kind of thing uh, and on top of that heaps of goals some of them which you know are very straightforward like like you know boost three times and like hit three uh, trash cans in a row and boost accelerate for 10 seconds in a row some of which are a bit more abstract and I haven't quite figured out how to do it yet like one of them is deliver a pizza and I've not yet I've not yet run into anything that would seem to let me deliver a pizza, but um, yeah, so it's 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 definitely like rich in little goals that you can try to work out how to beat essentially. Yeah, that sounds one, similar to the goals in uh, in Paco Caravan too. Like one of them is just like find the letters to the word caravan in each right. level. Okay, yeah, and you've got like there's like a hidden object in each level. Yeah, cool. One of the interesting things about uh, Minute Fun Racer is that it um, all of the proceeds from it go to charity. So 100% of the proceeds forever on this game, every every cent this game earns essentially will go to charity. And it was interesting, buy, I bought it on Steam and there are actually three different prices on Steam. And normally when you see that, it's like, buy the base game or you can get the base game in the soundtrack or the base game in the soundtrack and some DLC and like, you know, more expensive for each. In this one, it's just if you want to pay more for the game and give more to charity, that's how they gave you the option. Like Steam, Steam doesn't have the same functionality as Humble Bundle where you can kind of set your price and say how much. So yeah, there's sort of three different pricing tiers for it. One, one thing I find a little odd is... I was doing some looking around prior to starting recording this episode. Everywhere's just like, all the money's going to charity. But I yeah, couldn't, I was going to say, it doesn't specify which charity. I couldn't find the charity that the money is going to. Like, maybe, maybe they'll do something where it's like, this month all the money that is earned is going to this charity. Maybe they'll do different charities... But if it's one single charity that this is funding, they haven't said what it is. And I find that a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. um, like, hopefully the charity isn't by the creators of Minute, a Ferrari charity or something along those lines. I mean, lines. I'm okay with that. I, I, as long as it's like not like a racist charity. That I've yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the one thing. Like, yeah, exactly. I just like to know that it's not like... The President Trump re-election fund 2024 or something like that. Like <laughs> That would be so great, though, if only for the fact that he has to, like, thank... Oh, thank you, everybody at, at, at Minute Racer <laughs> yeah. for getting me back on my feet. Minute Fun Racer. But, yeah, so it's the uh, it's the same crew that did Minute. It's, you know, Kitty Callis, Jan Willem Neiman, Jukio Calio, and Dominic Johan uh, have, uh, have reunited to make this game. And published by Devolver Digital. 
it's it's fun. It's I I kind of like I hope that they bring it to more platforms than just PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, I, I was gonna say I would, I would I would buy this in a heartbeat if I could play it on my Mac. Yeah, but this... most most of all the um, Steam releases are PC only. Yeah, this I think this would be fun to have on Switch as well. Um, what did we play? Did we play the original minute on PlayStation? Yes, PlayStation, but it, I think we both own it on um on on Switch too. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh that's minute fundraiser. Um, here we go. I just found out on uh, uh Jan Willem Nijman's uh, ah. uh Twitter account. He's only said it in like reply to someone on Twitter, but he says um that they're starting out this month with Doctors Without Borders. So it is going to be a rotating lineup of charities. Looks like it. And that's cool. That's great. Yeah, that's right. Really, like, I don't think I've ever seen that before in um, in games where it's like we've developed this purely to give money to charity, not to... And, not and to, to give cha- money to charity for a long time as well. It'll just always yeah. be available and every time anyone buys it, that money goes to a charity. That's fun. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Um, so that is a minute fun racer. Um, definitely one to support if you have uh, the means to play it. Um, well, I'm going to talk about another game. Uh, we're going to keep things racy, so we're going to talk about Taxi Chaos. Um, John, did you do you have any love of the game Crazy Taxi on the Dreamcast or in arcades? Crazy Crazy Taxi was always one of those games that whenever I went to an arcade, I would just stand and watch people play it. Mm-hmm. Like I was never particularly good at it. I certainly played it a couple of times myself, but I can I have distinct memories of being in arcades with people who would either like put a cheat code on somehow or were just amazing at the game and just watch them like drop off passenger after passenger after passenger and they knew the map back to front and it was like yep. high level crazy taxi play was always really impressive to watch. Yeah, totally. So in that game, basically, you have this big open map. You get in a car, you pick up a passenger. The passenger says, I need to go here. And you either follow the arrow or you know the map off by heart. You can just uh, take them there as quickly as possible. Every new passenger you pick up um, adds time to your... Because you only start with nine... Like I think it was, I can't remember. It was like either 90 or two minutes that you, that you started out with. And basically, yeah, you have, you have to basically beat the timer by constantly picking up passengers and taking them to their destinations to continue uh, your journeys as a taxi driver. Um, but I remember it being like fun. I remember playing it at, a, um, at, at sleepovers um, and the game, I, I, the, the, the blatant ripoff, the, the, before we play uh, chaos, ta- Taxi Chaos, which itself is a blatant ripoff as well, um, well, not so much a ripoff, just as, as a case of like Sega, you know, realizing that Sega has no plans to ever make a new crazy taxi game so let's just try making one ourselves but uh the game that from this genre that i played the most of is uh the simpsons road rage on two on playstation Uh, 2 ah yes okay not to be confused with hit and run which was the simpsons uh gta ripoff uh this is their crazy taxi ripoff where you play as homer in his you know uh, classic pink car driving around picking up residents of springfield and taking them to places uh very fun game not as fun as hit and run but still a lot of charm to it and uh, definitely sold me on uh, this kind of genre of game. Uh, I, I knew uh, that this this game wouldn't be amazing, uh, Taxi Chaos, um, and I think it, it could be a lot better than it is, given some time and patching and things like that. But not only is, is this game like like it's so slow to load, and the graphics. I don't know if it's just a Switch thing. I've been playing on Switch. It's available on all consoles, but they just look like very greasy. You know what I mean? Like like. Okay. Like, like 
everything looks a bit flog, foggy and a bit blurry. Nothing's sharp. Is what I'm getting right. at. Um, and weird, most weird of all, I just get the feeling like this game doesn't want me to play it. it you have the 90 seconds, right? And you pick up passengers, and every passenger you pick up says like, "Oh, you've got, you've got like 40 seconds to get them to the bowling alley or whatever." And they they talk to you while while, while you're um, while you're driving them uh, manically around the map. Um, and I, I'm sure there is some depth to some of the characters you pick up if I was actually listening to the um, listening to what they were saying. But every trip is like 20 to 40 seconds long. So how much story can you even tell in that time? But my bigger problem with this is that like the 90 seconds you get at the start, that's just your time in the game. Um, if you if you successfully take someone to their destination, it bumps it up a, a little bit. But with Crazy Taxi, I swear if you picked someone up, um, the timer would be like whatever, whatever, however like long it gave you to get to that, that person's destination, that would be added to your timer. Yeah. This one doesn't get added. So if you, if you're the passenger timer says 40 seconds, but your game timer says 10 seconds, you have 10 seconds up and then right. you're just done. Like, okay. and it, it just, and then it just boots you out unceremoniously. It gives you a rating and then you just go back to the start screen again. And it just, there's no incentive for me to like, I don't know. I just, I, I've, I've never, I haven't felt this way about a game in a while where I can see that there probably is a good game under the hood, but it just doesn't give me any incentive to, to play it. It's very sure. an, odd, an odd, odd choice to like bring back a uh, old style of game and not make it a bit more friendly and inviting to a new player. Yeah, totally. That, um, so that so this has been really um, frustrating. Re- super frustrating. Um, so it's, uh, it's been developed by, um, uh, a team who I'm not—it's called I would call it Lion, Lion Castle. I think they're called, and it's been published by uh, Orange One. Um, okay, I am yeah. familiar with neither of those names. Lion Castle Entertainment is uh, is their name. Um, graphically and engine-wise, I feel like like honestly, I feel like it's a patch away from being a lot lot smoother to play and look at. But yeah, I just feel like at its core, it, it needs to. They need to rework this to be a bit more... I'm not even saying, like... This isn't even, like, me being a get good. I need to have incentive to get good. And this game isn't giving me any. Sure. So that's my I'm, thoughts. I'm just looking at the lineup of games that this developer has released. And it's it's weird that they, they haven't... What's the driving like? It's fine. It's quite good. You can jump, which slows you down. So there's no real incentive to use it. But um, it's solid. Like, it's as solid as, as this game needs to be. Sure. Um, I'm just the, look- the, the, the whole fun of Taxi Chaos was you racked up combos by narrowly missing hitting other cars. And there are, there's an element of that in this, but it's not as fun or, like, easy to do as Crazy Taxi was. Yeah. No, I'm just looking through their previous list of games, and it's basically all driving games. So... I guess if the driving's good, that makes sense. But all the kind of furniture that goes around it could use some work by the sound of it. Well, like, yeah, the main mode and you can't unlock the other modes. I think you can unlock, you you have free roaming mode maybe from the get-go, but the main mode unlocks the other modes and you can only play it 90 seconds at a time. Yeah. Um, And so when you're trying to learn this map and not wait, I don't know, I just feel like it should be a little bit more forgiving. Anyway. Anyway. um, That's Taxi Chaos. What are you talking about next, Johnny? Let's talk station manager. Johnny, what the hell? Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I regretted it immediately after saying it. You're damn right you do, Andy. Um, <laughs> station manager. So, Kairosoft uh, 
lot, like, you know, kind of, they've been around a while now. I was just looking at their, I just Googled them and Kairosoft were founded in like 1997, I think. No, 1996. So they've got some, they've got some, uh, you know, that's like 25 years of history under their belt. Um, yeah. They are famous for making kind of simulation games. So the one that we're most familiar with, obviously, is Game Dev Story. Um, so uh, some all the small games history. One of my favorite moments uh, in, in terms of me and John playing games together is he and I um, on a bus to our friend's Bucks weekend before he was got married. We were on our way to a, a theme park called Jamboree Recreation Park or Jamboree Action Park, I believe it's called now, a water slide park. Um, home to a, uh, a ride, in inverted commas, called the Big Jump or the Big Rock. And it's yeah. just a big rock that you jump off into water. Um, but it was like an almost two-hour drive there. And at the start of the trip, I introduced John to a game called Game Dev Story. And by the time we got to Jamboree, both our phones were out of battery. <laughs> yeah, we just went we went crazy. I think that was like one of the very first games I purchased on, my, on you know, having yeah, I think, an iPhone. I think you, you just got an iPhone, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they've, they've released so many different games, um, like, you know, all, all based around various other kind of things. So there's like a hot springs, uh, resort one. There's a tent, there's one where you do a town. They're very light, fun sim games. Yeah. And also all, all of them are a bit wacky as well. Like all of them at some point you'll run into the. The company's mascot, which is Kai Robot, which is like a little ro- a little <laughs> yellow and red robot that'll show up as a character, and there's always a monkey in there somewhere as well, and all this other stuff. So, I I hopped on the Switch uh, store the other day and saw that they'd ported Station Manager across to Switch. Um, now I did not buy it on Switch because I was like, I've got this on my phone. But seeing it on Switch has just made me go like, huh, I could play Station Manager again because I've, I've played it before. So I thought I'd fire it up again. I I really like Station Manager because unlike some of the other games, in Station Manager, you have like eight different stations you have to develop. So it's not like in Game Dev Story where it's like, you know, you see you, you've got your game development company that you play for, I don't know, what is it, 12, 15 years or something. And then yep. it goes like, congratulations, here's your score, goodbye. With with station manager story, you you sort of you start with your first station, you build it up, you get your score at the like each each year it will score how you're going and put you on a like ranked list of a hundred stations, and the goal for each station is to get it to number one. So to do this, you you research stores and facilities that you can put in your train station, because ultimately your train stations kind of wind up as a combination between a train station and a shopping center. So there are all these like different stores, like food, you know, like a butcher, a bakery, a patisserie, a patisserie, a produce stand, a fish store. There's, you know, clothes shop, shoe shop. You can get an arcade. You can get much larger stores like amusement parks and hot springs. So there's a huge variety of stuff that you can install in your station. Um, there's there's a certain like strategic element to it where if you place certain stores near other stores, you'll get bonuses like. You might get, you know, an increase in the rent that the store pays or the quality of the store or the amount of money it costs for customers to use it. You can research new new things to put in the town that the station's next to, which will bring in a new type of customer. You can research new trade. Like there's there's so many different things you can do with it. Um, 
I think it's it's one of those games that I love. I've been playing it for like the last couple of weeks now, and it's always like, oh, I have five minutes of downtime. I'll just fire up, try, you know, station manager, purchase some shops, look at my station, think of how I might be able to improve it, start new research, that kind of thing. So it's it's mm-hmm. definitely like it's it's fun. Uh, it's a fun way to spend little bursts of time. Not something that I'd sit down and play endlessly. Although to be honest, while watching TV occasionally, I'll just like if if I'm if I'm working on a station that I've you know pretty much tuned to a like tuned to a point where it runs itself, I'll just sit watch TV, leave it on, tap the screen occasionally to get rid of a message, just play like that. Like with so many other Kairosoft games, one one thing that that always slightly bugs me is that the logic in these games is kind of a black box there's no there's no because like okay game dev story then came game dev tycoon did you ever play game dev tycoon i think the only game i've ever i think i've only played um game dev story and um mega mall story i know i bought way more than that there's you know they've made 45 games yeah these guys are prolific and I and and just just for just for um, completion's sake, I love Mega Mall Story. Mega Mall Story is great as well. Um, but Game Dev Tycoon was basically like a Western version of Game Dev Story. Oh wait, hold on. I I take that back. That forty-five games that have been translated to English. Right. They have so, another twenty that haven't. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Huge. And then there is there a studio of about fifteen people, I think. They're the goats. So what, like, Game Dev Tycoon was basically... They took Game Dev Story and just... And made a westernized version of it. Where it's the exact same mechanics, but... A little bit more logic, or I guess western logic to it. Where it's like, oh yeah, if I combine a first-person shooter and... uh, You know, a a, a historical aspect. That'll make a fairly okay game. As opposed to, like... (laughs) It's a karaoke game about mermaids, and you'll. It's like that's that's an amazing game in Game Dev Story, but you're like, how? Why does that make sense? That just seems so <laughs> random. So I kind of wish there was a similar approach. I wish someone would do the same with Station Manager, where it's like, okay, it's it's basically the same game. Uh, we've expanded the amount of stores that you can get and that kind of stuff, and. No longer will like because one of the one of the combos of stores you can do is if you build a convenience store next to another convenience store, you get fifteen percent extra rent. But why on earth would I ever build two convenience stores next to each other? Like mega just, convenience. There's just a bit even like if if there was something where if you did build two stores together, they would like melt, you know meld together and become one yep. big store. That would Jeez. be such a great little kind of gameplay thing. But um, yeah, I just there's there's all these little bits and pieces where as I play it, I'm like, oh, if you just tweaked this, it would be incredible. Like it would take this to the next level, kind of thing. But all that being said, it is still just a very fun game to while away like little bits of time on. Yeah, um, I can't play them because I get too hooked, and it is essentially I like I love them. They're presented so well, but it boils down to it is an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, of <laughs> that course. looks nice. Yeah. It has a cute robot and a monkey shows up occasionally, but um, <laughs> but look, I definitely if if you want to get into Kairosoft games, I probably wouldn't go in on Switch 
Because um, okay. on Switch they're like eighteen bucks each, and I think on phones they're much cheaper. And they're kind of they're the sort of games that are built to live on phones. So if you have not yet been introduced to the wonderful world of Kairosoft and you want to dip your toe in, definitely do it on phone. Definitely pick up Game Dev Story. Uh, Station Manager. Game Dev Stories still the go. Yeah, the the, the number one. But I think like. On top of that, like Station Manager is really good. Mega Mall Story is really good. Those those three, I think, are a great introduction to the world of Kairosoft. No one's ever done a Kairosoft games. Ra- oh, hold on, maybe they have. Kairosoft games ranked. Oh wow! Um, there's no actual article. Um, maybe maybe I'm thinking that you know maybe you should it's, uh, it's write sh- that article, John. It's just an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's called um, Kairosoft Games Ranked Story And yeah. it's a game about ranking the Kairosoft <laughs> games Perfect um, All right. So final game the Bring final us game home that I've got. Bring us home It's called, say it with me John Puss, Puss. <laughs> With an exclamation mark um, This game uh, I was just looking at the coming soon uh, on Switch And this just looked absolutely bonkers And I had to try it out Um it is a game that has been um, who who developed this one? I'll look I'll look that up while I talk about it. But um, man, so I looked at it and it's like it just looks like a um, like a meme essentially. You are playing this um, like little cat face moving through a maze, and and in the trailer it's just like constant flashing lights and crazy. I guess it's like vaporwave music playing the whole time. Um, anyway. I got the game. I wrote, I wrote to the developers um, who, who made it, um, and I will tell you who they are in just a moment. Um, but yeah, so I, I wrote to them and I and I uh, asked for a code for the podcast, and they they they, they obliged. They they decided let's send this guy on the most insane journey he'll have this year, uh, because yeah, Puss is basically a maze game. You play as um, uh, basically a, a JPEG cutout, a, like a, a PNG face of a cat, and you have to uh, using the left. Uh, joystick move the cat through the maze very carefully because it's a little bit like operation or whatever primitive game inspired the board game operation if you know have you ever seen it where you like i I think surgery surgery is the primitive board game (laughs) that inspired operation you know what i'm talking about it's like you're moving like a metal yeah yeah yeah. you've got a a long a a metal wire and the metal wire is got electricity running through it so if you touch you complete a circuit it goes yeah Yeah. um so don't you don't want to get the bam um, and so Puss, yeah, basically you're, you're moving it through the, through a maze. If you touch the walls, you kind of like explode into like, uh, like data mosh pixels, like, okay. uh, which then stay on the screen as you attempt the maze again, which is really cool. Um, the mazes are very easy at first and you can go through with just using the left one, but soon they start moving around and time is of the essence, John. So you have to utilize both joysticks because if you move both in one direction, um, it immediately, it makes you go faster, very fast. In fact, so you can't, you can only, you can't go through them very fast all the time because it's very hard to, uh, to like maneuver the, the the kitty cat while you're moving quickly. Um, so every, as you play, you, you it's like world one, there's 10 levels. You get through all 10 levels and you get a boss and the boss uh, will be like a, the disembodied head of a chihuahua who uh, floats above you and fires laser beams from its eyes as bullets storm around you and you have to hit the only things you're allowed to hit say pow on it. And if you hit enough pals, um, you then go into a different uh, view of the Chihuahua where you can 
basically mash the A button to scratch him and and cause enough damage that he ends. Right. Uh, I have not yet beaten the Chihuahua at the end of uh, World One, uh, but I've got him to him twice. Uh, it is so insane. I am surprised that this hasn't become like an infamous game that like with streamers because it's just so weird and it seems to tap into like yeah like you know cats and memes and. Um, like internet shit and and vaporwave music and like crazy colors. It just feels like this is like a straight. And I think it's relatively short. Like if you if you burn through all the levels, I think it's like you know a couple hours or whatever. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I've I've like I said I've, I've made it to the, the final boss twice. I've had, already had two more goes on top of that where I died earlier. Um, and here's the thing about all the levels: all the levels are randomly selected. They're not procedurally right. generated, but there are there would be maybe twenty levels that get randomized and sent to you within the ten levels you have to beat to get to the boss. Mm, uh, okay. So it's not like you can't just like you know memorize the layout of each map and 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 just burn through it. There's always one that you haven't played before or one that you haven't played as much that comes in earlier, and you have to like you know really think. The cool thing is if you finish it quickly. Um, you get a high score, and then the more the higher score you get, the more lives you're given, which means that you can bank up lives to then take down the Chihuahua at the end. And who knows what bosses come in in in, in further worlds. This game is really weird, really cool, and if you're looking for a, the combination of both of those things, uh, I absolutely recommend the game Puss P U S X with an exclamation mark. Um, it is uh, it's 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 a trip, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people would uh, would enjoy it. It's been developed by uh, Team Coil and self-published by them too. Uh, I think this is their only game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was having a look, see what else they did, and this looks to be their their first. So interesting, um, very very strange debut from them. But like, honestly, look up Puss Game um, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe make sure your safe search is turned on, and then look at the images from it. Um, because uh, there's just some crazy imagery in this game. So ex- I've, I've screenshotted so many incredible like moments of like just like just bonkers shit happening with cats on a screen. It looks great. It plays like you know for the simplicity of of of, of the gameplay, it does play really well. Um, and uh, and I think there is like a, a, a surprising amount of depth to it. Um, I would recommend this one, especially if you're a streamer and looking for something fun to to show your your audience. Um, it's available on Switch, PS4, and Xbox, and I guess the App Store and Steam. So I think it might be, it might be on everything. Yeah. Um, but please just give, this, give this one a shot. It deserves to be, like, massive, I think. Bigger, um, bigger than it is. Yeah, I think it's like 18 bucks or something on the, on, on, on the Australian Switch eShop. That's not uh, too bad. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's fun. It'd be a great party game to play with, um, with friends. Like, you know, you, you, you pass the, the controller... Um, every time you die or whatever, every time you get a game over, and then something your friend attempts their run. There is a roguelite kind of element to it with the randomly generated, randomly uh, selected levels. Uh, yeah, I, uh, this, this definitely gets a big recommendation from me. Puss. I'm Team Puss. Sweet. <laughs> um, so an, I guess my you, ranking. You an ass man, Levins? No, Team Puss. <laughs> I'm a Pussman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, I would go Puss number one, Packer Caravan number two, and Taxi Chaos down the down the bottom of my a, of my a, ranking. A deep three, but ah. Taxi Chaos has the potential to, to to work its way higher up that list if they patch it and fix it and make it a bit more uh, fun. Tell them, tell them, it, there's definitely done. a good game in there. 
They have I don't nine- think it's completely without merit. So if you're a much bigger um, Crazy Taxi fan than I, I'm sure you can get past the difficulty curve of the... the I, I swear, all I need to do is spend an hour playing this and I'll probably get past the part that I'm having trouble with and then start enjoying it. But right now, I have no incentive to do that. They have 90 seconds to fix the game and then you give, yeah, them, exactly. a, you give them a rank based on how they another, do Another review, perfect. Um, yeah, so those are a whole bunch of fun games and games news. Um, that is uh, your episode for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we've, I meant to mention it at the top of the episode. Um, we, we only mentioned it midway through our last episode, which I think a great deal of people didn't listen to because they thought maybe it was only Little Nightmares 2 spoilers. There's a whole half an episode that isn't that before we get yeah. into spoiler territory. Totally. But in the middle of it, we talked about something that we finally launched, um, and that is the All the Small Games uh, Patreon. Um, John and I have started a Patreon uh, basically to support us to make this a weekly podcast and kind of uh, give us the uh, little extra incentive to, uh, to spend more of our week playing games to talk about on the show. We also want to keep recording more bonus things uh, for you throughout the year. Um, so we have like little stretch goals, like a, a bonus episode that I'm going to record with Archie uh, about board games once a month. Uh, and most excitingly, we're going to do a, um, a Patreon-only podcast, um, which is the All the Small Games Game of the Month Club. Um, and uh, as it is a new month, and therefore the best time for you to, uh, to kick a couple bucks to a Patreon because you get the full month ahead of you uh, to make your decision as to whether or not you want to uh, keep supporting us uh, throughout the year. But yeah, you know, it's just a one-time uh, payment at the start of the month, and then you, ha- you, can, you can cancel it at the end if, you're, if, you're, if you realize it's not for you. That's fine. Um, but yeah, the Game of the Month Club is going to be us selecting a game. Um, and then I guess everyone in the Patreon, we have the, a very active uh, and cool Discord server, um, which is basically nonstop indie game talk across all platforms uh, at all times. Um, but all, everyone in there is going to, uh, I guess, hopefully play the game we select. Um, actually, we're going to put it to vote. So the Discord's going to be able to vote on which game we do first for the game of the month. Uh, we all play it. We all talk about it in the Discord. And at the end of the month, John and I record a bonus episode, which will be pa- Patreon only, about that game. Maybe going a little bit more focused on the history of that game and um, our personal takes. And then, of course, some takes from uh, whoever's been playing it within the Patreon and the Discord. Um, so I believe, John, we are, we've de- decided on our two games. Um, so we're going to put it to vote. The game I'm putting forward, and I thought we should go with like, I guess, classic indie games that mean a lot to us. Um, and I've talked about this this game on the show many, many times, but it has been quite a few years since I last played it. It is the excellent Cave Story, which is available on almost every platform. But most importantly, it is available as a freeware PC game. So it is possible for you to play Cave Story for free if you like. And on my side of things, uh, similar to you, I was looking, I was thinking, what's a game that I haven't played in a while that I absolutely love and would would cherish the opportunity to go in again, but this time with perhaps more of a uh, more of a critical eye and uh, looking mm. at you know more more sort of the the history etc of it. And uh, I thought Bastion, um, which you know the first game from Supergiant Games, and uh, I believe that's available on pretty much everything Switch. Yeah. Both Hades consoles. was probably the biggest, the biggest indie game last year. So let's go back to the beginning and see, you know, uh, the, the game that kind of put them on the map. Yeah, um, and that's a game that I loved and definitely and probably still my favorite Super Giant game. So I, again, both these games are games that I would love to revisit. Yeah, totally. Um, so we're uh, going to put it to the Discord and the Patreon. Uh, you're going to go in there, go go sign up to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/AllTheSmallGames, and you can choose which game we're all going to play together and review together: um, Cave Story or Bastion. 
Um, it's five dollars US a month to be a patron of ours, and we will be adding extra incentives and perks as we get uh, more people uh, pledging the support. We appreciate every uh, every dollar you can kick our way because uh, it just means that we'll be able to dedicate more time to the show and less time on our actual work and family life that matters. Yes, totally. But with your help, so, we can turn this podcast into work that matters. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my soon-to-be newborn daughter. You're not paying me $5 US a month. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, head over to patreon.com slash all the small games if you would like to and uh, be a part of our first ever, the inaugural All the Small Games Game of the Month Club. It'll be really fun playing a game all together with everyone sharing their, like, I don't know, takes or, like, you know, whether, or not, whether they're playing the game for the first time or revisiting it, that'll be a really fun time. So come join us. Yeah, that'll be great. Now, uh, um, so yeah, that, normally we'll give all the other, other ways you can get in touch with the show, but um, at this week, let's just keep it nice and easy. Patreon.com slash all the small games. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back with, uh, next week with uh, John's review of uh, Loop Hero by Devolver, which is very exciting. And, and uh, uh, your review of Maquette. Oh my God, that's, uh, that's very exciting. I yeah. was like my review of all these other games that I'm already halfway through. But yeah. sure, let's, let's take on a new one. Build that polish. Of the games. Build that pile of shame, baby. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks everyone. Bye.